Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Welcome to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'm joined by my colleagues to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Today I'm joined by Libby and Kira, and we're going to be talking about influencer marketing, um, which just grows and grows every year. And we do get asked a lot about it from um, from businesses of all shapes and sizes. Um, hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> so, shall we, as we always tend to um, on our podcast, if we start with the very basic and just try to explain what it is so when we talk about working with influencers and influencer marketing um what are we referring to what is it yeah so i think we've all been exposed to influencers um across the board mostly um on social media and and what what do we mean when we when we say an influencer well it's someone that has i guess the power to affect the purchasing decisions of others because of their authority or their knowledge um, but most importantly with the relationship with um, his or her her's audience mm-hmm. uh, and usually they follow um, a niche that they actively engage in um, and I guess the size of their following can depend on 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 their niche or, or their t- or their sort of chosen topic mm-hmm. um, you know, we can go, we'll go into a little bit more detail um, about what macro and micro influencers mean. But um, essentially, influencers can have, you know, from sort of 500 followers to, you know, millions, millions of followers. And perhaps one of the world's best known influencer is Kendall Jenner, who has 108 million followers (laughs) on Instagram. (laughs) Which is a lot, um, but yeah, she, she's you know, she you know she's regularly posting lots of um, branded and sponsored sponsored content that's getting you know a lot of engagement, which is is you know down to the you know huge following that she does have. Yeah, and we'll, we'll as you said, we'll go into that, won't we? Sort of what we call a micro and a macro influencer, and you know, don't want to scare anybody listening. We, you know, you would have to have very, very big budgets to work with someone like um, Kendall Jenner. But um, there are, as you say, people of all sizes. And, you know, when we talk about that influencer marketing, it's all about collaboration, isn't it? And and working with them to reach their audiences. And so, mm. you know, the customer that you want to be reaching, it's it's very similar to the same way you work with media isn't it any any channel really it's about working together to reach that sort of end end user that customer yeah um, it's just yeah. like modern 
digital word of mouth, really, isn't it? I guess yeah. That's yeah. Easy way to sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I suppose what how it's um how it's built over the years and is that now there are people, uh, it used to be really the, the originators of being influencers were just celebrities, weren't they? Celebrities mm, that were on mm-hmm. social media channels yeah. um, that were able to influence their audiences. Now what has changed is there are full-time social media influencers, aren't they? That is their yeah. job. That is, yeah. all they, that is all they do. Um, and so that's sort of what's changed slightly, isn't it, as as the years have have gone on Um, (laughs) and so there's a a lot there and it's about picking apart which we will do today um finding who are the best influencers to work with and and how to approach them so on that um if we've got um people listening who would like to engage with influencers where do they start what do they do first yeah, so I guess the first uh, the first thing you want to think about really is um, before you start sort of researching who who which influencer you should you should be using is just to really understand your own target audience and who you're trying to reach, um, and that will help you to then um, understand which influencers are then going to sort of um, help you to reach that audience as well so that would be the first thing you want to look at doing Um, and then secondly you just need to think about defining what your objectives are for the for working with an influencer what are your goals and and what does success look like for you um, with the campaign that you're trying to achieve Um, you know, if, for example, if it's just a brand awareness exercise and you want to get your name out there, then perhaps you're going to be looking at um, influencers that have a huge, you know, reach and fo- a high following um, just to get that out there. Um, but if it's something a little bit more niche or you want want them to, to do an do something or take an action from, from whatever it is you might be trying to achieve, then you might be looking at slightly more you know niche smaller audience that's slightly more targeted um mm-hmm. so once yeah. so once you once you understand that i think as well you you want to think about what what is the right platform you know because influencers are across everything digital really aren't they um yeah i yeah. mean you, you 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 whether it's sort of youtube or instagram Facebook, if you're a B2B brand, perhaps something on LinkedIn, you know, you just need to make sure you're you're sort of approaching the right media platform for you as yeah. for you and your audience as well. Yeah, and that's all um, comes down to the research, doesn't it? Researching yeah. to make sure you know um where your audiences are, mm-hmm. where who you want to reach, what platforms they follow, then yeah, who they're following, who they engage with as well. That's the other thing, isn't it? They might um there might be a influencer that's in a particular industry or niche but it depends on the engagement doesn't it how are their Mm. followers engaging with them and are they commenting and liking and sharing or is it all quite passive so a lot yeah a lot of it comes down to really good research doesn't it definitely yeah and I think that's something that you probably want to spend the most time on really because I think it's quite easy to just sort of pick a few influences that look good on on the surface but 
really if you spend a decent amount of time on, on that research element, then, you know, that will give you the best chance of, of success for your campaign. Um, and they need to align with your brand as well, don't they? And they need to align with your values. Um, you know, you could be, I'm going to try and randomly pluck a product <laughs> out of the air, uh, and, but you could, you know, you could be a healthy tea. And so you've gone to a, health and well-being influencer but it might you know it might be that their tone isn't quite right their you know their values don't match up with yours in in other ways and it does have to be authentic and genuine so you need to make sure yeah. whatever you pick it feels like a very natural fit because otherwise their followers will see you know they won't appreciate it either will they they, they yeah. won't engage with it yeah I think yeah I think that's exactly right when you're in that initial research stage you need to really look for influencers that match your brand values and who are going to actually influence your target market so mm-hmm. um that will ultimately lead down to how they're going to promote it and how they will promote your campaign or product or service with a genuine passion mm-hmm. and that just yeah. links back to the whole you know um how it's authentic and the content that they produce their followers trust that and they're going to be influenced by their opinion so it's really all got to boil down to that initial like purposeful research Mm -hmm. Um, and it might take a lot of time this step I think it's a really crucial part of it but you have to refine those influences and search for somebody who's a really natural fit to your brand and is ultimately going to depict how well your campaign or product is going to perform with them yeah yeah definitely one example um, I think we, we were trying to put a bit of a influence the campaign together for one of our clients and the product was a, a healthy uh, milk drink. Um, mm-hmm. And we were looking at targeting, obviously, um, influencers that have an interest in health and well-being. And as you can imagine, a lot of them were vegans. <laughs> so that proved quite difficult yeah. to <laughs> find some influencers that were into health and well-being who weren't vegan who would be happy to sort of try our our milk mm-hmm. drinks so yeah yeah and it and you're and you're right Kira it's you know this stage can t- really take some time and quite a mm-hmm. bit of time um, and it's yeah. important not to rush it and it's important to realize that you know it's you're not going to in a day find you know, the perfect fit and be able to just plough ahead with your influencer campaign. You really yeah. need to to do that preparation and research so you are getting that target just right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and one of the things, we've mentioned it already, and it's probably, it's one of those bits of jargon that um, people listening might wonder what we're talking about, which is the macro and micro influencer um so would one of you like to tell us a little bit more what we mean by that yeah so um essentially um a macro influencer is someone with a larger following um and and that does vary to person to person might tell you but generally um those influencers with between ten thousand and one million followers to 1 million followers or more sorry are 
are macro influencers, whereas those with between sort of 500 to 10,000, would, we would then say are sort of micro influencers. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess there are sort of pros and cons to each of those. So, you know, obviously with a macro influence, they've got a larger following. So you're going to reach more people naturally if, you, if you're working with those kinds of people. Um, mm-hmm. But then that does lead to, you, you know, you are going to be looking at spending a lot, a lot more on, on those kinds of campaigns yeah. with, with those guys. Um, the other, I guess, cons to working with a, a macro influencer, although you are reaching a, you know, a really large audience, is that um, perhaps people don't have as much um, trust in them um, mm-hmm. yeah. in, in what they're sort of trying to promote and sell because you know they're just they're just in it for the money sort of thing mm-hmm. um, whereas if you, you're you know you're working with a micro influencer I think people have the perception that they're more authentic um, yeah which perhaps they perhaps they are you know if they've got slightly more um, niche or targeted topic that they focus on and talk about and that they're genuinely passionate passionate about rather than just anyone that will spend this much money can can have uh, you know say a post posted to my Instagram account or something for example um Mm -hmm. so so yeah I think I think if 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 we were looking at a campaign we would probably edge towards micro influencers generally just because we find that authenticity is really important Mm -hmm. for us in our campaigns um and naturally they're you know you can you can they're they're generally a little bit more affordable than than obviously the macro and there is there is some research isn't there unfortunately um i don't have it in front of me and i can't pluck the numbers (laughs) out of of my head but there is research to show that you're absolutely right people um trust micro influencers a lot a lot more than they do um those big yeah those ones with big reaches and big followings for exactly that it's kind of a well you you know you're only saying that because you're being paid and often it's very um they tend to sort of it's very corporate isn't it, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel very natural the way they talk about things and then and one of the other ways it works really nicely with those smaller micro influencers is they tend to engage with their followers a little bit more um mm-hmm. they have more of a community don't they rather than just mm-hmm. sort of passive followers who just like Definitely. you know hit the like button it tends to be that more conversations happen so when that influencer posts something about product or a service you know brand in any way their followers comment and they and they come back and they answer questions and it becomes much more personal and more of a conversation which is why that audience tends to resonate with them a little bit more don't they so there's many benefits of going for that over going for a big reach I mean ideally if you had huge budgets you'd do a bit of both wouldn't you Mm, definitely I think that's a really good point actually the macro influencers obviously it's great for visibility and awareness because of the sheer amount of following but if you actually drill down the even if it's a less amount of following if you're using a micro influencer you might actually get that return of investment um, a lot higher because they're much more targeted as Jenny said just then they're more like a community they're more engaged so mm-hmm. you might actually find that, it, especially if you're going for a niche influencer that's really specific to your industry or to your brand, that that actually might show you better results than just a very 
like broad sheet of a big following for a bigger mm-hmm. influencer. So it can be really, really beneficial. Yeah. And when you're searching for those and finding it and doing your research into the influencers that are best for you, do have a look at their posts and their content and see um, how often are they creating um, sponsored sponsored ads and posts. Is it a bit too much? You know, do they have anything mm-hmm. that is just sort of genuine, original content that people engage with too? Um mm. And what kind of tone do they take and what engagement do they get from those posts, those sponsored posts that they do with with other brands? Um, So you can get a feel of it a little bit more. Because if they are someone that just posts um, sponsored content, the authenticity is, you know, reduced, shall we say, Uh you know, and I think, you know, followers um, kind of want, they do want original content. Um, so I would say it would almost be a red flag if there was too much. You kind of want influencers that have a bit of both, don't you? Have their sponsored content, but actually um, have a very engaged following from their own original work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if we've so we've worked out who we want to work with, we've done our research, um, what's what would you say is the next step so if you want to start reaching out to some of those to see how you might work together what what do people need to do yeah so I would definitely start by you know depending on what platform it is that they that they tend to use most say it's Instagram or YouTube then you know taking it off the platform and just having a good google about them is a, is a good idea see what mm. you can find but usually they have their own website um associated with their i guess they're you in themselves they're a brand aren't they mm-hmm. um and like jenny um you mentioned earlier you know it, it is their job um mm-hmm. for for a lot of these influencers it's their, their full-time job um so they do they do tend to have a website with with information about their demographics you know who who their audience is how many followers they've got how much engagement they've got what they're what they like to focus on um sometimes it might include their you know their values and things like that as well so that's a good place to start um Mm -hmm. just to get some some information together um but you know if, if they don't have that then definitely you know send them a a direct message um either on a platform or email them if you've got an email usually they provide um emails for for people to get in touch to discuss working with them and you know just i guess keep it friendly you know just think you, you know you're talking you're talking to a human being you're not you're not you're not sort of going out and asking how much is this how much is this going to cost me you know mm-hmm. get a good a conversation going you know find out what their passions and interests are and if that um relates to your brand as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think it's yeah really important in that stage when you think you found the right sort of influencer to really drill down and make sure that they are exactly aligned with your business goals and aims so making sure the content's relevant how's it laid out and presented and and like Jenny said before if they work with lots of you know brands and do lots of reviews that might maybe put you off and it's really if you feel like what does your their content make you feel like so I think Mm -hmm. that'd be a really show tell of you know what their followers are gonna also feel 
depending on what you feel like do you believe yeah. what they're saying in their posts and again engagement but once you have sifted through those options and you're happy with the influencer you want to choose definitely the communication with either them or quite often their management um you know make sure you get price rates but also speak to them like as Libby said just normal people and just talk about your messaging your key communication and what you want to get across and have a natural conversation from there yeah because they'll want to build something that's relevant for their audience too there's you know any influencers kind of worth their salt will will Mm -hmm. want to make it really um engaging for their audience and they don't want to just do random sponsored things they want to make sure that it's actually relevant to them and they do often have um case studies examples don't they so you can ask them um what the results were for some of their similar campaigns um, and how they delivered for other brands and they they often will be able to give you some good examples so that you can kind of make a judgment call from there yeah yeah and I guess it's it's just important to you know when you are speaking to them just to make sure that you've got um you know all the information that you think they that they they could possibly need about your brand and or product mm-hmm. or offering mm-hmm. um just so that they have a sort of full understanding about that so it might be worth putting together like a little bit of a um we call them press packs and it's just got a bit of background about your company um and you know when you were founded how many employees you have um what your products and services are what your unique unique selling points are you know it's nice to include some imagery in there just so that they've got a full picture about all about what your business and what you're about as well so that they can mm-hmm. they can yeah. get fully on board and invested with what you've got and what you want them to what you want to help them promote yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> you know what uh, you mean yeah I know what I mean <laughs> no I think I think that's exactly right because obviously if you're a small business owner or medium business owner you do know your business best but in this case of working with influencers it is your responsibility to relay all of that information and key Mm -hmm. messaging so they really get your brand and they get your products and also I think something that's really crucial with working um, with influencers is giving them creative control of the content because um, they haven't built their following overnight and they've not built the trust between their audience so really it's um, really important to make sure that you're led by their creative strategy as well because they mm-hmm. they're going to know what their followers want and they can then correlate that to the messaging that you want um them to post yeah it needs exactly that and it needs to feel like them their their followers will see it a mile off won't they if it's yeah, if exactly. you've sort of fed them the exact text to put on a post mm-hmm. you know you can you can ask to have an overview of what they'll post that's absolutely fine but um yeah you should let them um create it in a way that's very authentic to them you know if they if they um have built their community on humor and Mm -hmm. they want to do some instagram instagram reels that you know include your product in a humorous way as long as it's sort of fits for you and your brand you know let them do it don't just sort of don't constrain them to something yeah. quite often they come up with really brilliant ideas don't they mm-hmm. that Definitely. because it's just 
them being themselves. Um, and and we do tend to find that you get you do get a little bit more, don't you, from from them, mm-hmm. like in terms of what the deliverables are. You, you you tend to find that they're more willing to do go that extra mile if you do give them that um, capacity to be creative and and you know if you're yeah, sort of definitely. I want I want you to do a post on this. This is what I want you to say, and I want to approve it before it goes out. You know, they're not necessarily going to want to to go that. Yeah, like I say, that extra mile for you in your campaign. Yeah. So definitely, definitely a good yeah. thing to, to do. Mm. And I think sort of coming coming on to that and coming down to the um, kind of details of working with an influencer. So once you've once you've found who you want to work with, um, what to expect from that relationship, sort of how it starts, what kind of is what deliverables are put down what kind of costs should you expect mm-hmm. yeah yeah I guess it's always it's always what we tend to start off with you know just once you've got that conversation going and you know they're keen to you're keen to work together you've got to that stage then it's it's worth having in mind an idea of what kind of activity you want them to do mm-hmm. um so this will completely depend on on the budget but it's sort of a I think you're saying Jenny uh, you know it's, it's a how long is a piece of string you know mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to give you budgets necessarily until you kind of give them an idea of what you want and vice versa so it's a little bit of a chicken and egg situation but you know if you've got a, an idea in your head that you'd like three um, different posts you know over the next three months um, or a, a review or perhaps you want them to do an Instagram um live with doing Mm -hmm. a question you know q a something like that you don't have to have all the details necessarily but if you just give them a little bit of an overview of this is the kind of thing that i'm thinking of doing for my um brand or whatever they should be able to you know you can have that sort of open conversation about how much that might cost or you know how long that might take and what assets they need or perhaps the product they might need some samples and stuff like that so yeah i guess it is just kind of a open conversation but it's best to kick it off with a kind of idea of what you want um and obviously you should you should have that really um you know with with your goals in mind that you set out at the start yeah no absolutely and it's um and that is something this is a a top tip from us as well is um there was a time where you could do quite a bit of work with influencers um and you could just give them product and they were happy to um do some reviews or create a post Mm. and now that is still possible but where we talked about earlier now a lot of these influencers this is their full-time job you know they're no longer doing something else with this on the side this Mm. is this is bringing in their money to pay the bills so to ask them to work for free um won't go down very well you know you do need to expect to have to pay to get um good content and to have a good relationship with them, um, you should expect to have some monetary budget behind that. Or there is there is the sort of gifting we we were talking about. It um, we do it for our clients as well. Um, you can gift products to mm-hmm. influencers, but it's more of a product seeding um, basis. So you're not doing it where there's an obligation for them to to give you anything in return it is just a nice gift 
to get the product in their hands. And quite often they will end up putting up a a post that says, I've been gifted this excellent product. It's really nice. Can't wait to try it. But um, you shouldn't necessarily go in there thinking that that's how you're going to get very detailed content. Exactly right. Well, just a small example of that with one of our clients that we did recently. So around Christmas, um, we sent some products to some influencers and in no means we expected to get, you know, huge amounts of posts from this or anything, you know, a lot of return. But it was a really good, like, trust building exercise and relationship building. Yeah. And it meant that the brand that is our client was, you know, in their at front of mind. And they did do some social posts, which obviously they were not asked for. But, you know, that they we didn't expect anything. But it was a really nice way to start that communication to get mm-hmm. our brand out there and although yes we're not paying them to post anything huge it is a nice way to just give them a nice little package and it was around Christmas so we um put in a few little Christmas goodies as well just yeah. to make that communication and um yeah definitely get your brand out there rather than thinking that you're going yeah. to get a lot of posts from it it's a good relationship building mm-hmm. exercise yeah. definitely yeah and it is and it is about building those relationships isn't it it's a bit it's a bit um it's like anything working with people people with people you have to you know you you build them up and you build up that trust um I I would also say so we kind of dove in and said what what you should do when you've kind of identified your influencers but it's also important to have a good strategy in mind isn't it so when when Mm. you do have those objectives and there's goals set that this marketing strategy um and influencer strategy fits in with the other work that you're doing you know it should complement the other work you're doing in your marketing strategy across various different channels um it's rather than just being a standalone and it's actually we would far more recommend rather than paying for one post which you can do can't you with with influencers you could yeah. Chuck some money their way and they'll they'll pop up a post for you. Um, but you're going to have far more impact if you have a longer term relationship with a good influencer that's relevant to you and your your business. So if you've got, you know, you draw up a nice contract between the two of you for six months and they do a certain mm-hmm. amount of activity over that six months um, and it fits in with all the other stuff you're doing, um, that's going to have much, much more impact than just throwing them a little bit of money to to pop up one post yeah definitely because they I can't remember the exact number but do, can you guys remember how how many times you're supposed to see something before before you oh, you know, oh it, yeah it's oh, um <laughs> god got on the spot it's like it is quite a lot you're it's I think um, it's quite a few before you then decide to purchase isn't it yeah, so it's yeah, there's different places. It it's, you know, mm. I saw that influence or that person on person, social media yeah. talking about it. I saw it, you know, I in think the it paper. Might have been seven, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it's, but you're right. It all needs to work together. We, you know, we have yeah. this episode and we're focusing very much on how to reach out to influencers, but it is very important that it fits in to your wider communication strategy so that it isn't just ad hoc activity Definitely. that isn't yeah that isn't going to have an impact you're very right it's 
it should be the um, say it is something like a product launch. Your yeah. audiences, yeah, should be seeing it on their social media platforms in the paper. They've heard somebody talking about it. They've seen it on telly. You know, all those different touch points. They've had an email and a newsletter. That it should all work together. Um, so it's important to have that in mind when we talk about influencer strategies that it fits in with with everything else. Yeah, I think that's completely right. Just, you know, spreading the word about your product or service or brand can be achieved really quickly and effectively with an influencer. But it is so, so important to have your aims and key performance indicators front of mind during the whole process of working with influencers. Um, Because also that boils down to measuring how the influencer Mm -hmm. interaction performs. So it's really important that they always, as you said, Jenny, link back to your main business objectives and goals as well. And that is a really good thing about working with influencers and actually anything within digital media is it does become far more trackable, doesn't it? Yeah. That you can Definitely. you can measure it. Um, you know, there are various different different ways. There are affiliate links and swipe mm-hmm. up links, um, yeah. discount codes all of those things that you can do with influencers that help you track um, how effective their campaign was, but also, you know, Mm. just unique links that take you through to websites that, you know, you can, you can track and know that that's where um, that particular customer has come from. Um, Which does, um, does sort of lead us then into naturally kind of looking at um, as we do with all campaigns is, it's consistently reviewing, isn't mm-hmm. it, and, me- and measuring and making sure and looking at what works and what doesn't work um, and what was effective so that you can improve on it for the, for the next time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But, it's, but they're a very effective tool. Um, I think, you know, not everybody likes the term influencer. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is one of those sort of not fair not recent but fairly recent um phrases that comes up comes up and people don't really like the term influencer but it you know they do what does what it says on the tin they influence influence people into making purchasing decisions or or you know create feelings around particular brands so they're well worth working with yes Um, the uh, one of the only other um, thinking of sort of t- um, very practical tips for the for people listening that want to engage with influencers is um, making sure that you follow the rules. Now there are some rules, aren't there, that you do have to follow. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you work, if you well, it's, it's, it's. I guess it's more really the influencer's responsibility, but it's important for you to um, be aware of it. But you know, if they are posting content on their platforms, that they do actually need to um, say that it is sponsored or paid for content as well. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you do breach the guideline. Yeah, breach the guidelines that you know yeah. they all have yeah. have diff it, like for example YouTube and Facebook they all have their own guidelines but it does bre- breach guidelines if they don't include that it is sponsored or paid for activity yeah. um, so quite often you will see 
um, influencers, they say they're posting some content about a product or a video, perhaps they'll write a caption, but at the bottom we'll say this is a paid for activity or add mm. or hashtag, you know, paid for something like that. Yeah. 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 As you say, it's sort of, it's there, it's from the advertising standards, but it's, it is the influencer's responsibility, but it's worth knowing, isn't it, as a brand, as a business, that they do have to put that on there. You should be encouraging it and you should also, um, you know, not feel surprised that that's what they're doing um yeah because yeah because they have to and they have to show that they've been been paid for that that activity so it's just worth being aware of mm-hmm. um when you're when you're working with with influencers yeah exactly. is there anything else you think that we we need to cover any sort of more useful do's and don'ts or um, advice for people that have listened today and thought, actually, I think I might start my research and conduct an influencer campaign. It's not a problem if you don't. It's okay. We've done <laughs> this. <laughs> covered, covered a lot. Um, I would just, yeah, I would just, I would just say, like, have some um, fun with it. You know, there's, it's, 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 it's fun to work with influencers because really you know it just allows you to do so many creative mm-hmm. campaigns if, if that's something that you know you want you can because you can work collaborate uh, co- collaboratively it's very yeah. true yeah like working together on something like that is is a lot of fun we have a lot of fun doing it don't we we have a lot of fun speaking to influencers and and often they give a really fresh view Mm -hmm. of the brand or or product or service don't they they come from a completely different point of view and and um it can be really insightful and you can learn a lot so um yeah yeah it's good fun as you say and it's and it's worth doing to build up build up some long-term relationships with them yeah. we've definitely seen that benefit for some of our clients where we've we may have started small but it builds and you know you bring those people and on board with your brand and they become very loyal to your brand don't they and and yeah, you know all you're doing is also building up your own kind of customer base too so um, <laughs> yeah they almost become your you know they're a basic basically a a brand ambassador for you aren't Mm -hmm. they if you if you do it that way like you say it's I think people tend to think oh you know let's get five influencers on board to do a post about this product but like you say it perhaps might be more beneficial to you if you actually just focus on spending their time and researching a really really good influencer Mm -hmm. just one to start Mm -hmm. with and and have a longer time contract with them where you do more activity with them and, and you might yield better um results doing it that way um yeah 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 then just doing bits and bobs mm, yeah okay well thank thank you ladies it was a nice <laughs> um nice discussion on influencer marketing um we hope everyone else um has enjoyed listening today um if you do want to get in touch with us if there are any questions from um, either today's episode or anything else, any other queries you might have around marketing, PR, communications, um, please do drop us a line. You can find us 
at our website, which is adpr.co.uk. You can find us on our social media channels. So please um, Google, search for us, find us, um, like and subscribe. Um, give us a nice five-star rating if you so wish. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.